This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I'm Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, hey, we are only talking about happily ever after. Ever after. This was so much, I don't know, it felt like filler to me. Filler? Really? So, I don't to say, I don't know why. Let me say it like this. For me, it felt like the the last few episodes have felt like this. It felt like all the drama is the stuff that we're not trying to cover. We're not trying to cover Angela. We're not trying to cover Big Ed. And it seems like the show was really focused on their on yeah. dramas yet yeah, mm-hmm. to, to carry the season. Yeah. And uh and a lot of what we're getting with the other couples, at least from my perspective, is kind of continuations of stuff we've been covering already from them but let's start with Andre and Libby I don't know if it's a filler because we found out that they're having another baby congratulations yeah so this was big news this was definitely big news but it was such a small part it was a fleeting Mm. part of the episode Mm. and I was like is that all we're gonna get from Libby and Andre right because they're saving again the family drama later. I saw as as they showed in the preview. It was yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All I it cannot takes is a wait. Phone call. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely congratulations. It looks like uh, Andre wants a boy, right? Yeah, he yeah. wants another kid so that he can cuss in front of you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. something that I really cannot accept about Andre is that this guy has no tact. No, he was cussing in front of the nurse. And with Ellie on his lap. Yeah. That kid's first word, I mean, she's already talking, but I'm pretty sure she's going to start picking up the F-bomb pretty soon because (laughs) of how many her dad drops every day. Yeah. I don't understand this. This is like so Euro trash of him to be not cognizant of who's around him, whether it's a child, it's a stranger, someone who's helping your wife. With the ultrasound, I just feel like he has zero awareness of his surroundings. And this tells me that he has no manners. He's inconsiderate. Totally inconsiderate. And I was thinking to myself, well, maybe he was raised like this, that this is okay. But I would think, too, that at this age, you would have enough faculty to understand there's a particular way you behave around people. There's a social etiquette and things like that. And you just don't 
like you said, right? Just start cussing everywhere and in, in front of certain people. And it's just like in, when you're in these public spaces or whatever, or, or you're with like certain professionals, these are kind of our unspoken standards and, and rules. Social etiquette, right? Yeah. It's inconsiderate. Yeah. Never mind that you're you're even cursing in front of your children, right? And that's, what I think, where I was getting at. Well, maybe when he was a kid, he was... Yeah, but he's 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 grown up now and he should he should have that awareness, like you said. <laughs> yeah. You know, when we met his parents, what was it like the season before in another 90 Day Fiance spin-off? His mom and dad are so sweet. They're nice people. You don't yeah. think they would raise him like that. I think he might have gotten it when he was much older, maybe when he was in the police force or whatever yeah. he was working as. Working as a cop. <laughs> yeah, as a hard ass cop, you know, just cussing everywhere. But I think it's like, it's almost like he cannot help himself. He cannot stop himself. And before people call us out on this, I know our podcast is WTF, but trust me, I think we have more manners than him. <laughs> people have wrote to us and say, hey, do you guys have to cuss on your podcast? But at the same time too, we do give a disclaimer to our listeners that this is for mature audience. So we apologize in advance if you're listening to this in a car where your kids is at the back seat and I let out a F bomb or lawn said something nasty, but we're not like this in front of children or elderly. Like right. I'm not gonna cuss around my dad. I'm not gonna cuss around small kids during Halloween or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're better than Andre. But yeah, I just want to call that out because I get very uncomfortable when Andre dropped the F bomb in front of his daughter. Right. <laughs> It's an SMH moment for me, a WTF moment almost. So speaking of WTF, not that this is my WTF. What do you think about uh, Yara and her mom scheming, trying to engineer this permanent move, I should say, to Prague and Yara kind of like, you know, pushing things along, right? Yeah. She wants to go see apartments. Her mom set her up with those appointments. Like, Lon, how would you feel if, like, your partner one day, if you're in Jovi's shoes, how would you feel about this? If I thought it was something permanent, I would definitely feel like, WTF, right? What's going on here? But the way Yara is selling it, right? And I think this was awesome for Yara to, to sell it this way. And I think the way she sold it, Jovi needs to listen. And I think he could have been more compromising, less uh, aggressive about trying to shut her down. So I know that they're saying, oh, you know, we have an apartment and you should stay here. But the way Yara tried to sell it to him was if I'm going to be visiting, at least I'll have like a place to stay. I just want to see. And then he goes, oh, well, you know, you, with your visa and stuff, you have to be at least 180 days. Well, that leaves more than half of the year too, where, you know, if you were to leave and on months where it's your mom is like, I'm busy this month. What could it hurt if she took a trip back to visit home in an apartment that's hers and the mom could help babysit? So I think he also needs to be open to that because mm. a lot of the times when what we're seeing a 90-day fiancé is really selfish Americans. Like, do you expect her not to see her family? Like, why is it okay that we take people out of their homeland with the expectation you're going to stay here, which I get. They came here there for a visa. But your family and your parents are the only people that get to spend time with the grandchildren. Like, you don't think that her mom or her side of the family wants to see your children too? Yeah. So 
there's room here for compromise. And he just kept shutting her down, shutting her down, shutting her down. And I can see how frustrating that is for Yara to be mm. like, I miss it here. You know, I, I miss it here and I want to stay. But you know what? That leaves room for compromise. Well, we can't stay. But, you know, if you want to get an apartment for you to have a place here and there are parts of the year where you want to come visit, then I'm open to that. But mm. instead, he just flips his shit and he's just like, no, 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 no. And he does this a lot. Jovi does this a lot. There's no room for compromise for Jovi. It has to be a certain way all the time, mm. right? So I just think their relationship would be a lot healthier if he was more open-minded to compromising. I'm glad that you're providing that perspective from Yara's side of things. Because when I watched this scene, I came in putting myself in Jovi's shoes because if you're a green card sponsor, you know, you spend the money, you've made the petition, you've done all the paperwork, you went through an interview process and everything. You you went through quite a journey just to get someone legalized as a resident in the US. I think it's safe to say that the next step is not for the person to like wanna not stay in the US permanently. So right. I think I can see that he's a little bit like annoyed by the proposal. It does sound reasonable because I'm all about both sides of the family having to be able to spend time with them. So I can see why she wanted to have an apartment in Europe. But at the same time too, I think it seems to me that she sprung this on Jovi. There was no prior discussion, at least as far as I can remember. Maybe there was behind the scenes, but let's suspend our disbelief, right? Like assuming that all of this is happening like while the camera is rolling, right? Like this is their storyline. If we want to critique just the storyline, I cannot remember a scene previous to this where she said like, I would like to buy a home in yeah, Europe. They didn't. They didn't. Because <laughs> yeah. had she vocalized that previously, I would have understood this did not come out of left field. This was something that was talked about repeatedly or might have been yeah. mentioned more than once, probably. She, she did say, I'm telling you now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We should, we should be talking about this. So I'm telling you, you now. That's why if you put yourself in Jovi's shoes, I can see why he's like, wait a minute. You know, this is an ambush. Why are yeah. you looking at apartments? You just got your green card. And yeah, there is a rule where if you have a conditional green card, which is what she has, you cannot stay out of the country willy-nilly. You have to be in the freaking country showing proof that you are a contributing tax-paying resident alien. Mm. So I think his knee-jerk reaction is, I think is acceptable because why would you want to look elsewhere when we went through all this trouble to get you to the US? Right. So I think I can see why he was a little bit reluctant. But I also think that Yara's approach is too aggressive too because like you say, even though she made sense, even though she probably has like the best intention, right? Like she wouldn't be closer to her mom. I think the way she went about it was like, it's my way or nothing, you know? I see her as not compromising, but I'm surprised that you Both see not compromising in their own ways. Right, <laughs> yeah. 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 They, so they that's... can't seem to find a middle ground. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess... I'm curious to know what happens next. I mean, I don't know if they're going to have that life of like flying back and forth across and the forth. pond. Yeah. It's not new to them either. I think you pointed that out in a previous episode is they were always like kind Jet of... Jet setting. Yeah. 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 Like whenever he would go off and work during his vacation or whatever, or whenever he'd come back, 
that was a month that he got to take off and they go yeah. spend it somewhere else. So Right. So I can see that this lifestyle is sustainable for them, but I just think that the way she went about it is very like, it's my way. Like, let's do it now. Let's go look for houses. And Jovi's probably coming in there thinking, we're having a vacation, right? Like, why are we looking at apartments yeah. during our vacation? They're supposed to be helping. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be helping your family and friends from yeah. Ukraine, right? Like, well, why are we... Uh... And if you take the events to back to back to back, it is a lot, right? Like, yeah. We're going to go to Ukraine. Oh, shit. Oh, by the way, we have an apartment lined up. <laughs> Hold yeah. on. I'm still not over the fact that we're just getting here. It's like you got to pump the brake, Yara. Yeah. Anyway, well, I thought we can uh, maybe move on to Usman and Kimbali. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Lord have mercy on her. (laughs) Dude, I hate to say this, but the more I watch her scenes, the word desperate just comes to mind. I apologize, guys. I don't want to call people desperate. And I know this is just a fake storyline maybe, but I also just saw a video of her proposing to him. What? Yeah, I just saw it like minutes ago before we were recording this episode. And the source is from ET, Entertainment Tonight, has a video of Kimberly proposing to Usman. Why? With candlelights and all that. And she has a ring. She got on her knees, proposed to him. I mean, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> I just feel like these moves that she makes, like it's desperate. It just screams yeah. desperate. I don't know how else to put it. Like I can see how it's empowering. I can definitely see that. I can see how like a woman who proposed to a man instead of waiting for the man to propose to her. But I mean, given their circumstances, I mm-hmm. just feel like, like Kimberly, is this truly the love of your life? Yeah. When you are constantly arguing about the fact that you don't want to be the second wife, you don't want right. to accept his conditions. You cannot bear a child for him. And how many times already has she walked out? We're done. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm so done. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Come to find out door. she went back to propose. That's yeah. even worse. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. The entire scene for me was cringy because it is coming off like this just seemed like such a Hail Mary pass mm. of desperation that I was just like, don't nobody want to see your kids, bruh. Okay, well, that's great. Can you give him a kid now? Like, this is going to win you points? Oh, if they saw that that I have a son. No, because you can't give him one, and that's what matters. Yeah. Your son is not his son. Yeah. It's just like, this isn't winning you points, you know? And she's like, here we go. Here's my phone. Come look at me and, like, my boy. It was so cringy to me. Yeah. And, like, she thought she was winning points. And I guess she earned some respect for being in the military, I think. The guy was right that when you find a fellow service member, it's like, thank you for your service. There is kind of a bond there, but mm-hmm. not enough to say, hey, like you guys are meant to be together and you should marry yeah. each other. It was just screaming desperation and it was cringing the entire time. And I knew it wasn't going to change the outcome. And I think, you know, like you just said, if she's proposing, maybe she's come to her senses and I don't think so, though. I don't think so. She is very hung up on this whole status of being the first. And it's just like, no, that's not how this is going to work. And it can if you're willing to do that. Like, but it doesn't seem like you are. So, yeah, I saw something online, obviously, through Reddit. Someone actually pointed out that being polygamous, even if it's legal in your home country, disqualifies you from entering the U.S. on a K-1 or marriage-based visa. So ultimately, Usman 
will not be able to enter the U.S. and get a green card if he declares himself as, you know, being in a polygamy. So I wonder, that's why I think it's... A, it's the a other fake. way. He's going to be on the <laughs> other way. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Kimberly <laughs> might move to Nigeria. I don't know. Oh, no. Maybe, right? If she proposes to him, she'll do anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my God. Yeah, and that's your answer, Lan, right? Like you tweeted about, or you posted something on our IG about Usman skimming his way into two more seasons of yeah. 90 Day Fiancé. Yeah, that's probably the answer. I mean, Kimberly and him could potentially extend this just like the next couple that we're about to talk about to at least two more seasons of the other way or maybe another season of happily ever after maybe if they broke up then a single life single life yeah yeah Yeah. so oh my god i guess we'll (laughs) never see the end of them how gangster is the mom for saying like yeah actually i want to set you up with a family she's waiting at the house i think right (laughs) or something like that like oh gangster move right there savage she's waiting she's eager to meet you yeah (laughs) oh gosh ouch yeah that mom doesn't play around man she's like yo i need my grandkids i need them now (laughs) yeah yeah oh man all right well thought we can end with guess who summit and jenny man I know it's your favorite couple, Lon. I know you have a lot to say. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, I want to be on Jenny's side. I really do. But, like, people, like, you know, the interwebs are pointing out a lot of flaws from Jenny. Like, okay, she doesn't want to do the things that he wants to do. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want him to work. I guess people are saying she doesn't like cleaning and cooking. Like, her idea of cooking is microwaving a frozen pizza. Potatoes, right? Yeah, I'm just gonna boil some potatoes. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) what? What? (laughs) Okay, then my question is: Did Sumit screen her? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you mean to say this chick is boiling potatoes for you, and you're like, "Yep, she's wife material for me." Like, you know, I mean, for Sumit, I'm not saying that. You know, some people are okay with that. That's fine, and apparently. If you follow Sumit and Jenny on Instagram, they're constantly eating out. They're mm. they're living the life in India. Yeah. So they're doing cameos. They're doing brand sponsorships. So they're they're not exactly needing to work work, especially in right. India where the rupee really stretch right. If, especially if you're paid in US dollars, it goes a long way in India. But I don't know. Jenny's starting to be a dead weight, like a dead weight, a Debbie Downer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her chat game must have been really good, y'all. <laughs> Phone game was fire, y'all, because in IRL, she's not cutting it, right? And I'm not trying to be patriarchal or even or ageist here, but what are you bringing to the relationship? Where's the value here, right? Mm. You, you don't want to meet his mother's expectations, right? Like you said, where you don't want to clean and stuff like that. Like, you don't want to cook. He's a better cook. He's going to cook. He's bringing home, like, leftovers from the restaurant and stuff. You're not adventurous. She's still bringing up the Kama Sutra shit. Like, he's trying to spice up your sex life. Is that so bad? She's still bringing that up. Like, Kama Sutra classes. Is all you're good for is just to just to sit at home and be the two of you, like, together and hold him back? And we see that he's trying to, it seems like now he's trying to fight for his freedom, freedom to be yeah. away. Social life. 
Right. Because she's, she's trying to lock him down. And I don't think it's fair for anyone. It doesn't matter male, female, like it's unfair to any partner to deny the other friendship or um, a social life. Mm -hmm. I get that there are expectations to be together, which I think is completely reasonable. And I think she's feeling some type of way about him working a lot and seeing where, where do I fit in in all of this? But at the same time, like that's something they're both going to have to work out. But I don't think the answer is you have to stay here with me because I can't do anything. Well, that's your fucking fault. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, Savage. but that's, I hate that, right? Y'all, I've been in that relationship before and she was nowhere near Jenny's age, but that was her expectation was, well, I don't feel like going out. Well, I do. Well, I don't. So you have to stay here. Mm -hmm. There's that misery loves company. Are you thing. serious? Yeah. Like I have to stay because you don't feel like going out. Well, what about tomorrow? Right. If she said this on a Friday, well, what about tomorrow? No. Okay. Sunday. And it became me asking them for my freedom. Like, can I go out? Can I go out with my friends? It shouldn't be that way. And I don't ever want to be in that kind of relationship. I hate to see other people be in that kind of relationship. Like you should be okay. I don't think that's right to deny anyone a social life, to deny anyone access to friends. Like, if you don't want to go out, cool. But don't stop your partner from having a social life and having friends that's of their selfish. own. Yeah. 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 And I like how he was like, well, it seemed like you were able to get out and see what India is about and stuff. Man, I just want to stay home. I'm just like, oh, I understand you're getting older, Jenny, but like, this guy still has a lot of life left in him to live yeah i hate yeah. to put it that way that just sounds mean but i think at this point that's how a lot of us feel about sumit like i think sumit has been very patient with jenny the, jenny plays the victim card by saying stuff like i made the sacrifice to move to india no bitch you made the choice yeah you made the choice you reverse catfish him <laughs> <laughs> You you did. Right, right, right. He, I mean, I get it. He catfish you. At least he came out of it like he admitted. And then you <laughs> trapped him. And then you made the effort. I remember the first time I saw Jenny on TV. She received her Indian passport. She went over and stayed with him. Mm. And then come to find out that Jenny has been traveling to India. And like fucking in his house. Yeah. Uh, upstairs from where the parents live or something. Yeah, and yeah. I hate to say this word, but I think some people are saying that Jenny has been grooming him. Mm. You know, that's almost accusatory because obviously the cameras are not around to capture that. But when you hear the timeline and the way things pan out for them as a couple, it just seems like older women grooming younger it foreign does. men. You know what it I mean? Does. Like, it does. Yeah. Yeah. He's slowly starting to see right. differences now and we're getting to watch it unfold. Like, yeah. yeah. It's not what you thought it was to me. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like every time Jenny brings up the whole, like I made the sacrifice. No, I think you made the choice. You mm. choose to leave the US and start a life in India with him. You made that choice. You brought your social security money with you. You made that choice. He didn't put a gun to your head. He didn't call you every night to force you to like leave the US. I think... You wanted to close the gap and, and you know, he can't come to the U.S. because yeah, then it's a different process. Right. But now I guess she wants him to come to the U.S. because she's like, well, at least in the U.S. I can hang out with my friends and family. It's like, 
okay, but since you chose to come to India, why don't you start your own network there? You right. know, why don't you make friends? Isn't she also supposed to study Hare Krishna? Or wasn't that one of the things conditions her getting married or something? Yeah, like she's <laughs> what happened to, to that shit. <laughs> I know that just fell off the wayside. Like yeah. it's, I don't know what happened, but. <laughs> Yeah, you would think she has friends from the Hare Krishna or like, you know, from temple, from market, from, you know, the streets. <laughs> I don't know. The, but streets. <laughs> the New Delhi streets. I don't know. But I don't think it's right for her to chain him down, you know, like the guy at work, you know, let him right. make his very, very exotic pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was just going to say that was a lot of work, though. The friend was like seven days or something like that. You have to yeah. be here every day or something. I was like, yeah. but that's the food business, right? Yeah. The, yeah. That's the FMB business. It's like if you close one day, I mean, you lose out. And and theirs looks like a small shop. They're a catering business, I believe. And mm. I didn't even know that Sumit does this. I thought he works as a call center guy. Yeah. I didn't know he has a side business. Sumit's becoming like the man of the mystery or something. <laughs> right like he, you don't know that he does this and suddenly he comes up and like oh i actually have an fmb business with a friend i'm like what yeah <laughs> like oh i have two homes what <laughs> damn Sumit. okay let's wrap this up then lon you go ahead with your wtf moment wtf for me has to go to um gimbali that was uh one of the cringiest one of the most like eye-rolling moments here we go like Y'all, no offense to anyone who has kids, right? No offense, really. But when people like <laughs> take out their phone, you want to see my kids? No, I don't. <laughs> While I'm nodding, yes, yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's see your kids. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Here's me and my son. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and this was just so much of that. And I was just like, don't nobody want to see that <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> No, don't do that. Please don't do that. And you know, and she's like, "Here, yeah, here, take my phone. Look at here's pictures of me and my son." She had that poker face when she turned to Osman and said, "Show, show them a picture of my son." Show them, yeah. I bet, I I bet you the inner monologue was, "Show them that I have a black son. He's also just as African." I apologize if this offends anyone, but that's the thing is that that's what it felt like to me. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot to state that too. That it was almost like she was trying to win points on yeah, that brownie as points, well, for sure. and it was just so bad. I'm just like, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, she did get the response that she wanted to hear, right? Because wasn't Farouk the one who said, "Oh, he's he African, like us, us, or something." He's one yeah. of us, or something. And I'm like, "Yep, that's her intention. Is that she wants to show them that? Hey, look, I'm with you guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> you know, like." <laughs> That was very cringy, though. Like, nobody asked. She starts know? calling the mom sis. Yeah, <laughs> Sis! <right>? <laughs> stop, stop! <laughs> no. Man. <laughs> That's a good one. My WTF moment is actually like a subtext, almost, or almost like a subplot, but I'm not sure if a lot of people caught this, but when Sumit pointed out that Jenny bought those green peppers and Sumit said, what are we going to use this for? And Jenny said, you can stick it up your... Oh, yeah. And I thought, damn, I guess Sumit really likes to be pegged. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what they're teaching at Kama Sutra, but whatever, right? Whatever floats his boat. I mean, maybe he does like to be pegged. I don't know, but... Yeah, I felt like there was 
some kind of private joke or something. I know. Like, That's what it felt like is that there was some like internal humor between the two of them, right? Like a inside joke. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, the words I was trying to find. Like, hmm. Because he also it, like giggled about it. Yeah, right? he just left it off too. <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> Maybe there's some truth to that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they do like to stuff something up there. But anyway, no judgment. I just caught that and I thought that was a cute WTF, I guess you can say. So, yeah. All right, Lon. That is all for our coverage of last week's episode of 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After. Any last words before we close this off? I saw a really good documentary last night on Hulu. About uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. So I knew that there was a scandal about he and his wife. I guess. Um, who is he, Lon? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, so Jerry Falwell, Jerry Falwell Jr. Um, his dad, Jerry Falwell, was a very influential evangelical, and uh, he founded, I believe, what's called Liberty University, and you know a lot of. I guess, um, Christian evangelicals or whatever are pumped out of that school. And the school itself has already questionable stuff, right? But this particular documentary focused on Jerry Falwell Jr. and the scandal he was involved in. So let me take it back. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of influence and he's who people point to as the person who influenced the evangelical constituents to side with Trump during Trump's electoral run. So that's how much power he has, right? Oh, like, wow. Okay. All the evangelicals, and they were thinking, yo, Trump, this, this guy, Trump isn't the holy guy. But because Jerry Falwell Jr. was like, this is a man of God and we need to get behind this guy. They credit him for bringing the evangelicals on board to vote Trump. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, you know, the, the scandal was that it came out that he and his wife they were having an affair with a pool boy. <gasps> and Jerry, here's the thing, right? You're into Both what of you're them. In. Yeah. So you're into what you're into. Let's okay, let me let me yeah. get let me let judgment me free this. zone right here. Judgment free zone. Yeah. I don't have a problem with anyone's sexual proclivities or things like that. And so Jerry likes to be what they say cucked, right? Cook mm, cuckolded. Cuckolded. Yeah. Right. He yeah, likes so to watch. He wants to watch his wife. Gets turned off or turned on. Yes. Yeah. People, there is a fetish out there <laughs> for those who don't know yeah. where it turns you on to see your partner intimate with other people. Mm -hmm. And this is Jerry's thing. We're into it's, what we're into. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, you know, his right? fetish. Like, yeah, whatever. That was the scandal. But I think the bigger picture is the hypocrisy of mm. what we're Christians. We have to live by this certain rule set. And this extends to Liberty University. It gets into Liberty University because as a student there, you can't drink, you can't have sex. You know, again, all these weird Christian rules in order for you to be part of the university, a student at the university. And here he is, dare I mean, partying, drinking, and engaging in these activities. So anyways, the story is how Jerry Falwell and his wife they kind of used this pool boy and almost destroyed his life. And this documentary is from his side. And he tells it because he felt that they were using him. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that all these promises that they made him and his name being smeared. And he was like, F this. If this is how I thought you guys were friends, if you guys are going to screw me like this, I'm telling my side of the story. And mm. he tells his side. And it was really, really fascinating. What's the name of the documentary again? 
I don't know, something like just between us, I think. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, let me just, sorry, y'all. I, <laughs> I should have been prepared. <laughs> but it's a great documentary. What is it called? God Forbid. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's called God Forbid. Even before you got to the hypocrisy <laughs> part, I was going to ask you like, okay, so what's the problem, right? Because, okay, fine, you have a fetish, we get it. Okay, fine, you started a Christian university. Okay, we get it, you know. But then it's what they do that contradicts their preaching and their belief system. And that's why I don't get about people like that. And eventually to the power that he has, like I mm -hmm. said, they've credited him for bringing evangelicals to support Trump. Mm -hmm. And to that's such megas. a huge, yeah. right. And mm -hmm. that's a lot of power for one person to yeah. wield. So it, it ties into that. Where too. is he based out of? Not sure. Okay. Yeah, I forget. I forget where that's at. It has that Herschel Walker vibes, you know, Herschel Walker saying that, oh, yeah, no to abortion. Meanwhile, he paid for a few. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like that. Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. I will definitely be checking out that documentary, Lon. Thank you for that recommendation. I have been watching Endor, if anyone's interested, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's really good. has a slow burn, but really good. I know, Lon, you and your brother have been watching Peripherals on Amazon Prime. Is that? Oh, I haven't started that yet. Oh. Len has, though. Yeah. That looks great. Yeah. Like. It's a slow burn, but I have to rewatch it again. So maybe I'll pick it up again. Other than that, I think, yeah, for me, it's just Endor. Now that there's no more House of Dragons. I know. <laughs> and <Ring> of Power. <laughs> anyway. Just want to wish everyone a happy Native American Heritage Month. I believe this is uh, November. So happy November. November, uh, right? Oh, yeah. that's right. Got to keep your mustache. <laughs> uh, not sure if that's a thing anymore. Anything else, Lon? No, that's it for me. All right. Well, be kind to one another. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.